This is Tate Talks on iHub Radio, a fresh perspective on how to live your best life. Combining biological sciences, mind-body medicine, nutrition, and exercise. This is the place to get the big picture on health and wellness. Live from the iHub Radio studios in Palm Springs, California, here's functional medicine certified health coach and award-winning wellness expert, Jason Tate. This is Jason Tate. Thank you for joining me here on Tate Talks. I'm here with my friend, Ty, and my friend and producer, Alexandra. Hi, I'll Jason. Talk- <laughs> Hi, Alexandra. Thank you so much. This oh, is so much fun, by the pleasure. way. My pleasure. This is fun. And, and the information is off the charts. I'm learning so much, <laughs> learning so much. Thank you. And and that's what I love to do. By the way, I'm a high school biology teacher that's turned into a nutrition teacher, as well as a functional medicine certified health coach. I also teach pre-med, uh, holistic integrative medicine to high school students who have an interest in going into healthcare. And I'm a public speaker. I speak at conferences and colleges, universities, boardrooms. Um, and so I'm here today with my friend Ty, who's coming out, and I'll talk a little bit later in the show about why he's here, because it's for something pretty special. But uh, my buddy Ty, we met in high school, which was a little while ago, (laughs) and uh, you came out, and so Ty came to to visit me from Phoenix, Arizona, where I grew up. Uh, My family's still there. Uh, Shout out to my family, by the way. (laughs) And Ty's here to help me celebrate something. But in Phoenix, Ty, you're a Phoenix police officer and also a coach. And I want to talk today. We're going to talk a lot about some of the things that we do in health and wellness and talk about team sports, which is where you and I met. Uh, It became a place where we became friends and we're still friends to this day. Absolutely. Brought together by team sports. Absolutely. So tell tell me a little bit about what you do uh, in, in Phoenix, Arizona as a police officer, but also your other job as a coach. Well, um, like you said, I'm a Phoenix police officer. I've been doing that for 14 years, uh, prior uh, Navy before that. And um, also it's just a, a huge passion for me is coaching and, and youth sports. Um, I coached... Um, high school boys varsity for 10 years nice. at a school called West Phoenix High School out there in Phoenix. And now in our inaugural year for the university I coach at is um, American Indian College. It's also in Phoenix and um, it's the first year that they're having a women's program. So I am the head women's coach there. Nice. Basketball. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank and so this is your first season there, and this is their first season. It's all new for everyone. Everything is new from the <laughs> ground up. It's a lot of fun, a lot of anxiety, yeah. and it's it's just a great time right now. That's fantastic. Well, we're going to talk a lot about that. We're going to talk about sports and team sports and what they do for us. I want to send a couple of messages out, a little shout out. Tate Talks, I want to talk about where this name came from. So like I mentioned, I'm a teacher in high school and I teach nutrition and health and wellness. And I mentioned to my students that I had this radio show coming up and I'm going to be basically sharing what I share in the classroom with you and with everyone here listening. And so I said, I I don't know what to call it. I, you know, we need to come up with some kind of a name. And there was a student in my class and without a beat, she just jumped up and she said, call it Tate Talks, <laughs> like, <laughs> which was really nice to me. And thank you, Isabella, for that, 
um, I, I was really stuck on a name. So I want to th- thank, thank you, Isabella, for coming up with the name Tate Talks. And it inspired something in me that really is a great source of information, which is TED Talks. Um, by no means am I comparing myself to a TED Talk, but I, would, I love the energy that's behind that phrase or that term, TED Talks and Tate Talks. So that's where the name came from. Uh, thank you, Isabella. So <laughs> back to my friend Ty, we're talking about uh, what he does over here um, in Phoenix, Arizona. And so I want to talk about coaching, but I want to talk first about our experience growing up, right? You and I both played sports growing up. Uh, I played six different sports, just tr- kind of tried everything. I still feel like there were other sports that I could have tried, but there were things that you and I had learned about being in team sports and being in organized sports that you just might not get as far as life lessons uh, without that opportunity. So for people that are maybe thinking about joining team sports or hesitant or in team sports, this is something that can resonate with both of us. What, what are some things that you learned by being in team sports growing up? Well, I think um, I moved to Arizona my senior year. Mm-hmm. So coming from Illinois, um, moved to Tempe, Arizona, didn't know anything about it. And team sports really helped that transition along because I didn't know anybody but I knew I loved basketball, and I just made sure I got in contact with the coach, the basketball coach there, and he put me in contact with some of the returning players. And that just made that transition of moving from a totally different environment to another environment uh, go a lot smoother. Um, plus, it was, um, it was it's hot in Phoenix, so mm-hmm. the uh, only sport that I was going to play was basketball because it was inside. <laughs> so um, and it made me focus on that, and it was just a great experience, just meeting new players, meeting all the new guys, and having that camaraderie of teammates and meeting right. you and the right. other um, the other teammates. Just made that transition a lot easier. And you and I, you know, when, when I talked to you about this and just kind of growing up with it as well and, and now experiencing, I've been coaching, I, I'm not currently coaching, but I coach many, many years uh, volleyball and just seeing that connection, right? And for the students or for people that are, you know, you mentioned it as a, as a gateway for you to move to a new school in a totally new state across the country and you were brought in like family, Right. right? Right. And so there's a social and emotional component to being in team and organized sports that I feel like, you know, as parents out there and as a parent myself, I, it's such a valuable lesson and an opportunity to grow up as humans and be involved in something that where you're working together on a common goal, mm-hmm. right, to win. Absolutely. <laughs> and you're, you have to communicate and collaborate. It even bridges, it even bridges languages. When it I does. moved to the U.S., I didn't speak a word of English. Wow. Not one word. And you moved from Portugal. I moved here from Portugal. Right. And uh, uh, my father played soccer professionally, so our family was very athletic. And straight away they put me into tennis uh, and, and into basketball. I was actually in varsity basketball, believe it or nice. not. Nice. All five foot one of me. Nice. <laughs> um, but um, that was a point guard. Uh, it, but uh, language was not an issue. Right. And also the social aspect of it. Um, and, and as you were talking earlier about depression and the exercise to bring it sure. back to the healthiness, um, it, it really got me out of that funk of, oh my God, I'm not in 
my country anymore right. I, I my language and everything all the depression that comes with it of not being in your environment all of a sudden you're you're thrown into a social environment into a camaraderie into an extended family um and i i can't praise it enough to transition me into this new life into the united states i mean obviously that was many many years ago but um to this day i will accredit my tennis coach and my basketball coach um with with transitioning me into the u.s um i don't believe i would have uh assimilated as well as i did if it wasn't for sports i really give it all the due credit um not only in my mind and my body Mm. um Mm -hmm. but in my 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 overall sanity that's a great testimony um i you know i'll always promote sports for people who can get into it and it also helps you get over a lot of fears yes yes absolutely the uh, otherwise, I would have, you know, the the language barrier would have mm-hmm. kept me isolated. Right. Um, but truly, when you're playing a sport, you kind of have your own language. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I also played softball, and then softball is all, you know, uh, signals, and uh, you know, sliding and stealing bases, and those right. are, you know, those are, they're not English per se. Right. They're just your own language. But again, from a health perspective, it kept me eating correctly it kept me moving it kept just me completely sane where otherwise i would have i i know it would it was a i was very young i was 12 uh and that's a very that's tough t- uh, it's yeah. very delicate age to yeah move yeah someone. that's a delicate age for sure <laughs> a lot but, going on but um you know I, I i credit a lot of my success to to having been transitioned that way i love that yeah. i love that yeah. and i and i've got tons of stories uh around uh, playing sports growing up as a kid and, and mm-hmm. what it's done for me and um, i love this whole whole health thing that you have going around and in the movement because i wish i wish i would have had a teacher like you oh thank you yeah it would be really i think it's so necessary the the whole healthness and and understanding that your diet and your movement along with your education of of feeding your brain cells with mm-hmm. knowledge you have to expand to this kind of health track i appreciate that I really mm-hmm. do, Alexandra, and mm-hmm. you know it. It's been it's been a wild ride. It's been a journey, and I've allowed life. You know, many lessons. I'll share many of the lessons I learned from my mother, but just just kind of allowing life to present itself. I mean, I'm here on a radio show right now. If you had asked me two months ago, you know, not even a year, ten years, twenty years ago, if you'd asked me two months ago, mm-hmm. do you think you'll ever have a radio show? I, no, I I don't know. <laughs> And here we are, right? Life's energy presents you that That's way. Right. And you went with it. And, and so you go with it. Yeah. And you, you, you know, you learn along the way and, and have some fun. So, so Ty, you're an adult now, right? Sometimes. And so we're, yeah, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> That's healthy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's good. It's healthy. It is. To, you know, to act like a kid and, and bring back some of that immaturity All and, right. you know, and, and people respect that you know as long as it's not overdone right Right. i think my 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 team they like the fact that i can get silly with them and playful right and have fun and uh, just you know not take everything so serious and 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 know that it is a game and it's not life or death and we want to win but we also want to have fun and teach life lessons because um, a good point that she made was when you're playing sports nobody cares what religion you have Mm -hmm. or what do you believe in they just want you to do the best job you can to get that end goal and that's to you know hopefully win that game right 
Yeah, and and you learn from both, right? You exactly. learn from a win, you learn from a loss. Exactly. Sometimes you learn a lot more from that loss. That's true. And so learning how to lose is a lesson in itself. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like I tell my team, you, you win with class and you lose with class. That's right. And you know, Well, you I, learn you don't want to lose. <laughs> that's true <laughs> well i would definitely you know i i've known you for a long time ty and I, it would be so much fun to either coach with you but but also to play for you right you know i and that's how i look up to you as a as a human being and as a coach and and i would love to play for you so i'm sure your your team really enjoys that that time with you and your knowledge and your experience and your wisdom uh, as a coach so we're going to talk more about how to incorporate these sports, right, and still have it in an adult and active life. Uh, and then also coming up in the show, I have a thought to digest. Uh, this is an opportunity for us to talk about some quotes and inspiring words of wisdom. We're on iHub Radio at iHubRadio.com. You can call in 760-544-TALK-8255. Thank you. This is Jason Tate. If you want to prevent or even reverse many of the chronic diseases that plague society today, you're in the right place. Now, here's Jason Tate. Jason Tate here on Tate Talks, here in the studio with me, my friend from high school, Ty. I appreciate you being here, Ty. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. You bet. So we're talking about staying active as adults. Uh, you know, we talked a little bit about growing up playing sports as a kid and what that meant for us in team sports and, and how healthy it was for us. So we're going to talk about staying active as adults. But before I do that, I have a weekly kind of feature I want to talk about called a thought to digest. So on a thought to digest, it's kind of a spin off of what I do in my classroom with my students. Every day, every class period, I mention or I share with them a quote that they get to reflect on and think about. And so a thought to digest this week, I have a quote from Mario Andretti, and I recently found out my friend here, producer uh, Alexandra, met Mario Andretti, the famous I race did. I did. driver. <laughs> so I think he very much influenced um, uh, my driving skills <laughs> today. <laughs> <laughs> Ty's laughing and he's looking at me. <laughs> and Jason is known yeah. for... Um, <laughs> Scooting about. <laughs> Scooting, yes, that's what we do. <laughs> yes. So I, you know, I was looking at several quotes and I saw this one and it just resonated with me, with what's going on, with the show, and it's this. If everything seems under control, you're not going fast enough. Mm, I like that. So let that sink in for just a minute, right? If everything seems under control, you're not going fast enough. 
So I think about how that applies to my life, and I, I wanted to bring a uh, thought to digest that is relevant to the show and kind of what the show means to me in my life. And so this opportunity, I we're was not talking. promoting speeding. We're not. No, promoting. we're not. No, no, we're no, not. no, 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 no. No, we're we're promoting living full, mm-hmm. right? And so there's a saying that I've heard and I share all the time: "Live full, die empty," right? Everyone dies. Not everyone truly lives, you know, exactly. from Braveheart, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> so living full and living a full life and not passing up on opportunity, you know, because you never know, right? And so here's this opportunity, and now I have a chance to take health and nutrition and movement and yoga and everything that I teach my class, and I get to bring it here and share it with you. So what an awesome opportunity for me to drive fast here in the radio nice, nice, <laughs> with nice. all of you. So as an adult, Ty, um, I'll share in a minute just what I do to kind of stay active and, and kind of keep sports as part of it. Uh, but what do you do? Well, um, being a police officer, um, you know, I, I have to stay in shape. Mm-hmm. So my first love was basketball and the conditioning that 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 you do with basketball helps out a lot but as you get older you can't play basketball like you want to Mm. your mind will tell you to do things that (laughs) your body says no we're not going to do that and um but having that that love for the game I had to stop playing because I didn't want to have injuries and then Mm. be put by the desk at work and not be able to do you know my duties that I love to do as a police officer so normally what I do now is I incorporate a high dose of cardio and um, I will get out there and I will run with my team mm. and do our um, our gassers or our, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. our line drills where we run. And I'll do that with them. Um, and I've also um, found that I really enjoy the the cycling classes that, oh, cool. that are going around now that um, is, um, it's really interesting where how they're taking cycling into a. Uh, kind of, um, I want to say, club atmosphere. Okay. To where it's, all right. Yeah, um, with the music, the and, music the lights and the lighting. And it's you don't really realize you're burning all those calories <laughs> when you're in there riding that bike like that. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Um, and you know, I haven't. That's, gosh, that's another adventure. I mm-hmm. haven't done that yet with the cycling class. Right. I do get out to the gym. Uh, there's a gym not too far from my house, right across the street, actually. And so, gosh, at the end of a long day, it's hard. It's hard to get over to that gym. You get home, you get you get changed out of your suit, your business suit, whatever. Ooh. So what I do, I still love basketball. I still love the game of basketball, and I can't necessarily play like I played when I was a teenager. So I'll go to the park, which is also across the street, and I trick myself. You know, I trick my mind like, oh, I'm just going to go shoot hoops for a half hour or 45 minutes, and I'm always by myself. Usually it's too hot. Nobody's out there at the park, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, whatever. And so I'll shoot around, get a good sweat. And at that point, you know, we talk about how exercise and movement increases dopamine and serotonin in the brain. At that point, I'm, I'm feeling so good. I'm like, you know what? I can get over to the gym. Mm. I can get a good workout. And I, I could put in 30 minutes and do a circuit and do some strength training, push some weights around. And so that for me is how I've been able to incorporate, you know, my love for sports and the game of basketball and bring it in to an opportunity for me to um, get myself into the gym and do that strength training. Whereas if I just had to go to the gym, I don't know. 
it's tough to find that motivation. It so. is. It is. So basketball is your warm up lap. Basketball is my warm up lap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and every once in a while, there's people at the party like, "Hey, want to jump in the game with us?" And I'll usually shoot hoops with my shoes untied, so I don't go too hard. So I got to be careful about that. This is iHub Radio at iHubRadio.com. You can call in 760-544-TALK-8255. We're going to be talking about emptying your cup and covering some mind-body medicine skills. From Palm Springs, California, iHub Radio presents inspirational conversation to help you on the path to vitality. Health and wellness conversation is front and center on Tate Talks with Jason Tate. Here's Jason. (laughs) Jason Tate here. This is Tate Talks. So happy you're here with me today. Um, I'm going to jump in. uh, I'm going to jump in. I'm going to jump in. Because Jason is incredibly modest, and I feel like (laughs) as his producer, I need to jump in. I need to jump in here. Jason is remarkable, remarkable, and he's very, very gracious and very modest. The truth is he he gives these talks to 500 people at at once, sometimes more. What was your largest crowd you were were telling me? Uh, I spoke to almost 2,000 people 2,000, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, 2,000 people can't be wrong, right? (laughs) Right? So he has incredible, incredible knowledge. He has incredible uh, information to share. And and what he shares in in the time that I've known him uh, has turned my world upside down as far as my knowledge about nutrition and movement and and overall health and and this is this is such an important time in our lives of discovery of what's important and jason brings all that to the table i'm so excited i'm so excited that you're here jason thank you so relevant so important thank you alexandra i i truly appreciate that um so one of the numbers that you mentioned 500 this was this was an event that I did uh, last year. It was a health conference for teenagers who are in pre-med academies in California, and it was up in Sacramento, California. And so I visited, and I, I didn't want to just be the teacher, the adult, you know, walking around shadowing my kids as they go on to their competitions. I want to participate and be active. And so I signed up to do a couple of workshops. And the first workshop was about meditation and mindfulness and how to really kind of prepare yourself mentally and emotionally and spiritually for your health competition uh, at this conference. And so I showed up about half hour before I was supposed to do this uh, 90 minute session and it was a huge room gigantic with probably 50 foot ceilings it was just a huge room full of chairs and there were already about i want to say about 75 students in there already 
And I was wondering, and I actually had the thought go through my mind, are they here for something else and just haven't <laughs> left yet? Because <laughs> I didn't know how people would respond to a, a workshop on mindfulness and meditation, which I'm going to be doing here with you in just a minute. But so I, as the hour was approaching, more and more and more teenagers came in and it got to a point to where 15 minutes before I was supposed to start, I had to shut the door. And these are teenagers. These are teenagers. That have the attention span of a squirrel. 500 <laughs> wow. teenagers packed into this there room and I must have turned away 100 in the hallway. That's amazing. Least. That's amazing. And it was, it was mind bending the experience and now this is a, a unique and very amazing group of of teenagers and they represented hosa which is future health professionals here in california and i just have to kind of give it up to them as i walked up to the front of the room and mind you i had no microphone oh wow no microphone in this gigantic auditorium with 50 foot ceilings and 500 teenagers not once did a cell phone go off right not once. Wow. I walked up to the front room. As soon as I started talking, you could have heard a pin drop in that room. So respectful. So shout out to all of those students at that session. And I know some of them do listen. Uh, and you were to talking about doing. meditation exclusively or dietary? I, meditation exclusively. Um, okay. And I did two, I did three different meditations, a really short one, which I'm going to share with you in just a minute. Uh, and then I, it was really about the science of meditation and mindfulness and what, how you can literally affect the biochemistry of your body and bring yourself to uh, a more peaceful state and a more awake state and a more mindful state so that you can perform or you can go to sleep or whatever it is that you focus on, whatever it is you're able to do. So how it long was have you been meditating? incredible. I've been meditating for uh, I want to say closer to three years now, not a super long time. Mm. Um, no, it's been longer than that. Three years ago, I met the Center for Mind Body Medicine. It's been probably closer to five years actually. Okay. And now that I lead meditations all the time, uh, especially for teenagers, and you would think, right, teenagers, what? Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. When I finished that meditation workshop for those 500 teenagers, I had a line of more than 100 of them waiting to speak to me afterwards. Brilliant. 95% of the room had never done it before. Mm. But again, doing the meditation, they all participated. They all loved it. Huge long line. They kept telling their advisors about it. They, if I had had another workshop, they would have had to put me in a room with over 1,000, honestly. Really? Really? It, and it was beautiful. So I'm going to share with you uh, a breathing technique that that I use uh, in my classroom, that I use in boardrooms. Um, I've spoken to colleges. I've spoken in conferences. College students really, really need this. Uh, it's a very stressful time, but but we all do, honestly. So if you're driving, I don't recommend <laughs> doing this. Uh, but you can do this uh, while you're driving, I guess, with your eyes open, you know, and just just the breathing technique. Uh, but if you are not driving, what I do, I'll, I'll put out some recommendations as far as sitting down and, and how your body should be positioned to get the most out of this. So I call this a 4-6 breathing technique. And I'll guide you through it. We'll breathe in through your nose for four seconds and hold the breath at the top just for like half a second. And then 
without exhaling for six seconds. And it's that holding the breath at the top as our lungs fill up with the air that we've just breathed in, it allows for a better exchange of oxygen through the alveoli in our lungs, and then a better release of the carbon dioxide. So when you do that long, slow, six-second exhale, you're getting more, you're getting rid of more CO2 than you normally would have gotten rid of, and you're supercharging the oxygen in your blood. It also changes the biochemistry of your body by lowering cortisol, which is a hormone that's released by the adrenal glands that sit on top of our kidneys that that's the stress hormone, you know, and there's a lot of things I'll talk about in future shows about cortisol and the effects on the body. So just do this breathing technique. We'll just do it for a few minutes and I'll take you through on how to do it. So if you're sitting down, try to get your feet flat on the floor. Um, don't cross your legs. That's not, that's something that, you know, when you take someone's blood pressure, they're not supposed to cross their legs. Feet are flat on the floor. So same posture. Your arms should be resting on the desk or on your lap. And so, and then of course, with your eyes closed, this is really the best way to do it with your eyes closed. If you're driving, obviously be safe, maintain driving. <laughs> if you're sitting in traffic even, keep your eyes open, please. <laughs> uh, we don't want anything to happen bad. So I'm going to start the talking as far as the breathing and as far as how to do this and what to do right now. So with your eyes closed, breathing in for four seconds and one, two, Three, four, hold. Exhaling, one, two, three, four, five, six. And in for one, two, three, four, hold. Exhaling, one, two, three, four, five, six. In for one, two, three, four, hold. Exhaling, one, two, three, four, five, six. In for one, two, three, four, hold. And exhaling, one, two, three, four, five, six. Continue breathing and counting on your own. And if any thoughts are coming to your mind right now, we call this monkey mind in meditation. Just letting those thoughts pass by like a breeze. Thoughts may come, let them come, but let them go. This is a chance for you to focus on the breathing. You can imagine numbers as you're counting, maybe flashing numbers, breathing in. One, two, three, four. Exhaling. One, two, three, four, five, six. And this is at a point now oftentimes where I will take it and move into a guided imagery or a, a meditation of some kind or gratitude meditation, which I'll do on future shows. But that is just a really short, quick four, six breathing method. If you're in between patients and you're a physician, this is a chance for you to what we learned in functional medicine and, and, and being a health coach is they call the technique of gathering oneself. You gather yourself. So before I teach another class, I take a few moments and I breathe and I relax and I center myself and I gather myself so that I can be fully present for my students uh, and for myself. So 
How often do you recommend doing this and when? What time of day is better? Um, let's just say you can't overdo it. You can't <laughs> <laughs> And I love the excuse when people say, I just don't have time to meditate. Mm. Everyone should meditate for 10 minutes a day. So there um, is a misconception with meditation. People think that you have to be in front of a yogi and right. get all, you know, new clothes to do <laughs> yoga no, pants. No, no, <laughs> no. Um, you know, a great, another great tip and technique if you're at home is to have a dedicated place mm. that is kind of your safe place uh, to do this. And it could be outside, uh, but it could also be inside. Um, another technique that I use uh, for the person who wants to incorporate meditation into their life, but they need that reminder. Mm-hmm. We call it a cue. And so something that helped me as far as setting up this reminder to meditate was a little electric candle. And so my morning routine after I uh, wake up and uh, use the restroom and whatever, I go out to the kitchen and drink water. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I start my morning. Next to my water glass... I have this, you know, I'll have this electric candle. Mm. And that's my reminder. Oh, yeah, meditate this morning. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that. So fingers. you start these habits, right? Mm-hmm. You build a good habit by doing something new and something different. But mm. interfere your normal routine with a reminder, with that cue of that electric candle, perhaps, mm. or or maybe an incense stick or whatever it is. that. Mm-hmm. And then so the cool thing about the electric candle is I'll turn it on. And I'll sit and I'll stare at it. Hmm. And I don't have to close my eyes because there was a fear like, okay, if I close my eyes, fall back I, I fall back asleep <laughs> and miss my morning, right? So just sitting there in silence and just watching this flicker of this candle. Or you can light a real candle hmm. and just kind of just take a moment. You know, it could be two minutes. It could be three minutes. And just kind of start your morning uh, with this time for yourself. You I know. love to look outside. Yeah. Coming from the East Coast, now I, you know, Northwest, I look at the blue sky. There you go. And appreciate <laughs> the blue. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> I would. I get up before the sun's up. So oh. I look outside and go, eh, I can't see that much. <laughs> but if you do wake up and it's a beautiful sunrise, that's a great opportunity for you to just kind of sit and reflect yeah. and just and just start thinking about why am I grateful? You know, what's so beautiful? And, and just that you're alive is a good place to start. Yeah. <laughs> Coming up, um, I'll be talking about some special announcements, things that are happening on the show. Um, IHelpRadio.com. Tate Talks continues on iHub Radio with iHub Radio wellness expert, Jason Tate. This is Tate Talks and Jason Tate. I'm here with my friend Ty from Phoenix, Arizona. We grew up together, uh, played basketball in high school together, and he's here visiting me today as I'm talking about, uh, right now I'm talking about mindfulness and meditation. And so as a high school teacher, what I do uh, in the classroom and what I do for my students 
is something that I'm so excited to share here with you. And some a story I wanted to share, and I, I want Alex to hear this, Alexandra, and I want Ty to hear this as well, is last year I, I, had, I had some of my students from the baseball team come up and say, you know what, Mr. Tate, we have, we have a really, really important game today. And I was wondering if you, you, know, you always do the meditations in class with us, but can you do it with my team? Because we're really freaked out. And I said, yeah, sure. Bring it by at lunch and I'll do it. Nice. And so it was baseball. So, and I played one year of baseball <laughs> and I know the game enough. So what I did was I call it a victory visualization. And so I did the breathing technique that I shared with everyone just a moment ago. And then I led that into uh, gratitude meditation, really just kind of brought everyone to a meditative state, activating their subconscious, kind of suppressing the conscious mind a little bit mm. uh, with the eyes closed. But the subconscious was fully activated uh, in the science of that to the vagus nerve, but another time. So had all these boys about 15 uh, high school baseball athletes and so with that in the room I took them to the baseball field and I had them smell the grass and I had them feel the bat in their grip and I had them visualizing throwing a strike I had them visualizing making contact what it feels like to make contact and, and hit a home run and what it feels like to make it safe to the plate and all of these things and the sounds and so you the idea is to engage all five senses so the story is this i did this with the boys they went out and they crushed <laughs> they did so well they came back there's so many of the guys were posting me on social media and just saying oh my god thanks tate thank you so much guys were coming back to me the next day saying it was so weird exactly what i saw in my head mm -hmm. is what happened you know, physical training, we take ourselves to a point, but on game day, there's no more practice. You gotta, you gotta put everything that you've learned physically, but the rest now, we focus so much on what happens below the neck. We forget that it all starts up here. It's all up in our head. So that was a great uh, opportunity. And I did multiple meditations. The boys won the league and they went on to CIF and so on and so forth. And now. Uh, that's kind of expanded to other sports. So, Ty, you coach uh, at what, what college do you coach at in Phoenix? I'm at the American Indian College. All right. And so you coach basketball out there. Yes. How do you feel about you know this mental preparation? Well, I know uh, we we always want our want we want our kids to visualize them being successful what they do, and that uh, that's just that's just resonated with me to to include that with my team um we actually we haven't won a game yet this season Ooh. and we've been really close we've been right there um just last friday we had a really close game that um we we probably could have won if a couple different things went mm. a couple different ways but that just being for them being able to visualize what they can do to help their team win mm -hmm. and to see it happening and, and to have that that opportunity meet that that preparation right. will be that's that's so important. How would you feel if I if we figured it out? Maybe I could call and and do it on speakerphone. Well, I was going to ask you: Is it uh, is it better to do it bef 
right before the game, That's a good question. on the bus ride to the game, in the question. locker room before we go out? Those are questions that I would have. Yeah, um, I would say, I mean, the, the closer to the competition, the better. Um, probably no closer than an hour before. Uh, when I do the meditations at school with the sports teams, sometimes it's two or three hours before and it still helps them out. But so it could be around that. So within three or four hours, not the day before, there's too much that happens, you know, between the day before and the actual games. It's got to be on game day. Uh, optimal would be about an hour before, less than optimal three or four hours before. So sometime within the three or four hours before you set, feel, you set foot on the court or the field or whatever it is. Um, and, I, and I heard there's a lot of this happening now in professional sports. Okay. You know, a lot of these professional athletes, they have their own coach, but their own mental coach to kind of help them work through, you know, their golf swing or work through making free throws or whatever it right. is. So as a team, what I do is through this meditation, it's a bonding technique uh, for all your players. And then it's also an opportunity for them to, what I shared with the boys when I did it first with them in basket in baseball was you've already won. You've already won. It's already happened. And so when we get together and we do our little team cheer and chant, it's already happened. Now you just got to go out and go through the motions. When you already win up here in your head and there's no opportunity for loss, even entering the mind, it's amazing what can happen. So, so yeah, how do you feel about that? I love it. I love it. I, cannot, <laughs> I cannot wait to get back and, and start that with this team. I like it. I like it. This would work amazing for lawyers. Uh-huh. It could, yes. Yeah, when you Anything. go into court. Right. right. That'd be amazing, amazing. And Alexandra, coming from experience here, <laughs> how many years did you practice law? 17. Wow. Anything, really, you know, Anything. when you're when you're competing, especially... Making presentations. Team sports. I mean, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be sports. It could be yeah. individual, it could whatever, presentations. Yeah. yeah. Preparing the mind. Learning, learning every minute with you, Jason. <laughs> learning <laughs> every minute. Wow. Oh, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. So I want to uh, put out a little, a couple of shout outs. Um, and so something that's really special is birthday celebrations. And, and this is my birthday show. All right. Uh, I'm going to be 42 in a couple of days. Aww, and this is my birthday baby. show. I'm you're just, just a baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and something that I like to share with people on their birthday is a quote from Mark Twain, mm -hmm. Samuel Clemens, is the two most important days in your life are the day you're born and the day that you learn why. And that just Amazing. resonates with me so very much. Um, and I want to say happy birthday also, birthday celebration to my friend Kathy and Brian, who both celebrated their birthdays yesterday. Um, and off the top of my head, I have a student, Amina, who has a birthday tomorrow, November 11th, the day before mine. So next week, I'm gonna be talking about character strengths. Visit viame.org, V-I-A-M-E.org, and do the free survey to learn about your 24 character strengths. I'll be talking about character strengths and how to hone in and improve and, and balance your character strengths. Uh, also, healthy recipes for the holidays, how to avoid the cold and flu naturally during the season, and how to get the most out of your new year. All this and more coming up on future shows with Tate Talks. Much, much more. So much to learn. 
Thank you, John. Thank you, Alexandra. You're amazing. Thank you, uh, Ty, for being here. And thank you, Joe, for being my first guest.